Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Our Lady of Sorrows. It was written by Kevin Ross. Our game master is Alex Sun, and this is episode seven. Uh, our recap will be given by me as my character, Rooster McManus. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Coming into this, I had no idea what I was in for. I was hoping to reconnect with old friends, but as it turns out, everything took a dark turn, literally. Mater Tenebrarum, the mother of darkness. Our little adventure led us to more danger than we had uh, ever imagined possible. Brenda was seriously injured and Milton was psychologically destroyed and and in the end, he took his own life. Whatever that entity was, she thrived on despair and insanity, and she wormed her way into our dreams. She destroyed six souls, and darn near got a seventh, but uh, we wouldn't let Kurt go down that road. In the end, the place burned, and we saved most of the people, but uh, Frank, Milton, Maddie, Jerry, Robert, and Lila were all victims. God rest them. If there even is such a thing as God. Kurt is now part of us, as is Nathaniel, and we don't know what to do. One thing for sure, we are sticking together and watching each other like hawks. The more dying on my watch. But it'll be interesting to see what's next. Thank you, Tom. It is five days after that apartment fire. It is a Wednesday. It's June 24th, and it is a rotten, cloudy, gray day. You are all at Blue Hill Cemetery after a short service for Milton. And you're currently at, it is the day of interment. And Rooster, Kurt, Nathaniel, and Andy, you're all pallbearers for this service. Milton didn't have a lot of friends uh, and family. So only a small crowd is there. It's a gloomy day and we're all walking towards the gravesite. And as you do so, I'd like you all to make spot hidden check. Got an extreme success, a two. I got okay. hard. So, especially with the extreme success in this sparse crowd of people who are actually here, Claire is not even here, his ex. You can see these three ladies mingled upon, uh, in the crowd, dressed in all black, and they're watching you just lower Milton down into the ground. And they're smiling ear to ear. Do they look familiar? No. Is there going to be like a a, a wake or a reception or anything yes. afterwards? Yes, there is. You get done with this ritual, and 
have all met at the reception, uh, in the lobby for the reception. Are the ladies there? No. Rooster, did you see those ladies? I did. I was planning on going up and asking them if they were, you know, family or something, but that's kind of what I was thinking. You was... can you can guess exactly what I'm thinking about. Three women together scares the shit out of me at this point. I was hoping that they were aunts or something. I, I, I didn't have a lot of people. I guess our uh, where is friends? How uh, his ex-wife wasn't there. Kind of cold, I think. Honestly, there head. there must have been a real problem between them if, if she didn't come to his funeral. That's that's harsh. Yeah. Even then, you reckon you'd put aside your differences just for one last moment. He just well, even before everything, he just seemed like he was really lonely and sad. Yeah. So. I guess it's like my therapist said, you know. It, People grieve in their own ways. Maybe uh, Clara is grieving in her own way, but still, she should put in a show up at least. Never. Really All wish right. there'd been some way to save him. I he was feel an okay like, guy. yeah. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I feel like a failure just see him go off like that. If only if we were closer. If only we knew. We can't be. All of this just. All of this just feels like failure. I don't know. We had so many people died that didn't have to die. You're right, though, Nathaniel. I mean, we, we shouldn't carry this all on our shoulders. You're right. The way I look at it, so many more could have died, really. We saved right. people from that place. We were dealing with something that was way out of our league. So all things considered, I think we came out of it okay. I mean, without you guys, my family would would have burned up too. I cannot thank you enough for that. I just got a horrible feeling it's not over. There's... I mean, can you kill something like that? I don't think so. You can drive it away for a while, but... I think you just hope it loses interest. I was, guess I was kind of naively hoping that it was all like anchored to that damn building, you know? The thing is, Kurt, is we're so damn interesting. You guys really were heroes that yeah. bring that fire. And I'd like to add, there are some residents of the three sisters apartment building attendant. I'm really, I'm really glad that you made it through that, Kurt. Is Mary here? Yes. Oh, Mary. Uh, Mary, Mary, can I get you some food? Oh, thank you. Thank you again. She gives you a nice big hug. Yeah. I'll get her a plate of food. You saved me. Todd's there. Yeah, he's yeah. uh, he's on crutches, but he's there. 
Um, Andy will just walk up to him and say, like, how are you doing, Todd? How's it going? Well, I've been better. I'm, I'm on the mend and looking for a new job. It's kind of out of character to see him out of a Hawaiian shirt and instead in a somber black suit. Uh, uh, and Andy just pats him on the shoulder like, I, I know things will get better just one day at a time. All right. You're good people. Stick together like, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Is the is Naomi and her kid there? Uh the no. one who's no? Okay. <laughs> well they didn't all they a lot of them didn't know Milton. It's just he died there. Yeah. Yeah, just some of the residents. I thought they'll be one of the residents. They might be just looking for a place. Makes sense. It's mm, I'm just gonna fill up on food. Okay. Would anyone like to do anything else? Mingle, small talk, try to relate <laughs> any sort of entertaining stories that Nathaniel may have picked up in his interact short interactions with Milton. Very well. And we'll slowly fade there as we do have some downtime, time to decompress after the hectic events of the Three Sisters apartment. June, what are you up to in the coming weeks? Um, therapy, but okay. holding back, obviously. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to <laughs> tell, tell a therapist about everything, but just, right. you know, the nightmares and the, we'll just kind of chalk it up to like night terrors and things like that. And then the, the, the deaths. Mm-hmm. And then the I therapist, think, yeah, they they listen intently at what you have to say, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. You can continue. Uh, I, aside from the therapy, uh, I think after a couple of weeks, I would probably reach back out to Natalie and start a, a, a tentative connection because you know Kurt there's there's this kind of like abc between us and then kurt being her brother uh and you know just kind of commiserating like maybe not looking for anything just just a a person to talk to i think about everything yeah that's that's really good i'd like you to roll a sanity roll with a bonus die okay and you're gonna want to pass yeah that's an extreme success okay then if that's an extreme you can get six points of sanity back for your time spent with friends and in therapy. Are you looking to learn anything else or are you just taking it easy? After everything that's happened, I think she just doesn't even want to think about it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she just sends her vacation yeah. just decompressing. Mm-hmm. Very well. Nathaniel, what are you doing? What are you doing during the coming weeks? So before Nathaniel became involved in this ordeal, he was just about to finish uh, construction on a traditionally made sloop, a sailboat of sorts. So um, with an open invitation to any of his new friends, he is going to return to Rockport and finish construction on this sloop and spend a good week or two just sailing around the coast of 
New England, Massachusetts, maybe up to Maine and back with his newly finished uh, vessel. Yeah, and you're going with your wife too? Mm-hmm. Your kids have left the house. Uh, your daughter, Allie, she's on vacation on a trip to Las Vegas. And then uh, Charles, he's uh, he's still finishing up his, his trip in uh, New York. Okay. And you can give me a sanity roll just to recover sanity. Uh, regular success. All right. Roll d6, and that's how much sanity you regain as you spend some time out on the waves near Rockport and all along the coasts of New England. Great. That being said, are you doing anything else? Like learning or improving skills? So once Nathaniel returns from his voyage, he is going to uh, dive into getting things back um, up to speed with his curio shop. Uh, he's had some trusty employees that really are dedicated to it that he that he fully trusted with running the shop, but there were some projects that he wanted to finish with his own hand and uh, perhaps do some more reading about uh, issues tangential to what he was dealing with. He's had this long to be read list of occult literature that he's going to pour through and uh, try to see if he can't um, make sense of some of the things that just plain didn't make sense. All right. Sounds good. I'll let you add a D6 to your occult. Yeah. No roll required. As improvement. As you pour over these ancient texts, trying to figure out the truth. Many a late night with a glass of scotch and dusty tomes, trying to figure out why what happened occurred. Excellent. Kurt, what are you up to? You've just lost your home in a blaze. Yeah, and not only have I lost my home, I've lost, I, there were revelations that came out about my girlfriend and my the death of my girlfriend, the death of my best friend. I think Kurt is just utterly shocked to his core. He's trying to recontextualize the world and he's committing himself to his work, I think, primarily. His Articles are doing well, even when he doesn't feel proud of them. His previous modus operandi for um, writing articles and researching the articles was looking online, but now he's spending a bit more time at the library and a bit more time uh, trying to feel like he can get to a space where he's proud of his work because it's very well studied. Uh, there's a nearby diner. It's relatively inexpensive. He's been eating at it because it's cheap. And the food is better than he can manage to cook, as has been demonstrated. All right. And here's a question for everyone. Is anyone hanging out with Kurt? Yeah. 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 So Andy and, and Rooster. He's, well, we can say uh, Kurt may be temporarily living with me until he pulls everything together because he lost his apartment and everything. So hmm. well, I've got a spare room. Very good. I'll let you roll a D6 for your library use as it goes up, as you're uh, honing your journalism skills. 
And uh, are you doing anything for your mental health? I think that uh, he started therapy briefly, but felt it was out of character. He he felt too uncomfortable during the meetings and he stopped it. And, and his his approach is that he just thinks he can he thinks he can get better just by working harder. Okay. Sounds good. Then you can give me a sanity roll. That's a failure. All right. So uh, you tried to make work your solace and you're just too distracted with the recent events that have gone on. Rooster. What are you up to? Well, I find that if I I throw myself into uh, projects, then I uh, I can kind of distract myself. But I have been seeing my uh, my therapist, uh, Doctor Diane Stewart. I've been seeing her actually for the last twenty years um, for various things, mostly to work out personal problems. I don't have any serious mental conditions, I guess, until now, mm-hmm. but. Um, I I know her pretty well, and I I play a little bit of a game where I tell her that I'm going to couch the problem in a sort of uh, fantasy setting, and uh, she can help me work it out as if it were real. And then I tell her the truth. Okay. I tell her everything the way it really happened. And as she's taking notes on her seat, she asks you, so I've noticed that you've actually mentioned dreams of your brother. Yeah. Is this a common occurrence nowadays? I guess it, it waxes and it wanes. Uh, I'd say beforehand, you know, once in a while it would, it would come up, but it would be years between it, it popping into my brain. She writes in her notepad. But this, uh, this recent experience, the strangeness of it all, seems to have brought it out. Um, and how do you feel lot. about that? Well, I guess I'm coping. I'm trying to tell myself that it's it was the influence of the situation, and I'm hoping that it fades back away. Um, I mean, you and I have already rationalized some of it out. There's, there's no... Uh, I was a kid, you know, so kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so I can't really blame myself, even though it was my fault, but it was the fault of a kid. I, I, I've moved on, and I think that I do need to remember it every once in a while. So it doesn't really bother me that much. That's right. And if you ever get too anxious, just remember the exercises yeah. I taught you. I've been, uh, speaking of exercises, I've been taking a martial arts class. jiu-jitsu class just because i want to build up my you know muscles and that's a good way to express yourself and get that energy out so that's what i say to her what i'm also doing is i'm throwing myself into i'm i'm an investigator uh, Mm -hmm. so i start looking up some stuff i i i take a trip over to uh arkham to the miskatonic and uh, make acquaintances with uh, Dr. Lane Manchester, who's uh, wrote that book, um, Spirits of the Lost, uh, where he talks a lot about 
you know, famous witches throughout history. Um, and he's very interesting. We're going to correspond back and forth, but uh, he recommended a few books to read and I've been doing that as well. Because I think something's still out there. I think that we did encounter something and I want to know what to do next time if it shows up. All right. Sounds good. I'd like you to make a sanity roll for the therapy. Seven is a pass. Then increase your sanity by D6, as well as increase your six. fighting brawl by D6 for your martial arts strength. Okay. Right. And we are going to move on. Last but not least, to Andy. Mm -hmm. Well, um, during this downtime, uh, Andy will go back to his family at North End um, to support. He, I can imagine him doing some odd jobs with his help with his family since they own a restaurant, a grocery store. But in the meantime, he would ask help from his older brothers, uh, Giovanni and Marco to help him, he's thinking of going into becoming a mechanic. Uh, hopefully that'll be enough to support him and his new family. And of course, more uh, talk about when we're gonna get married. Um, he really he really wants to do that. Um, so he wants to focus on, on, his, on his new family. And through that, of course, being with his family, um, everything he feels, it is, he is at peace. Uh, and um, he is the youngest of the of the three brothers. Um, they do some, uh, how do you say? They tumble and whatnot. You might actually ask, ask them, even though he has a slight limp, that, hey, uh, can you teach me how to fight? I had to defend my fiance uh, from from a horrible person. I was lucky, but I don't know if I'll be so lucky next time. So Giovanni <laughs> obviously goes, well, if you're having trouble, just call us up. We'll back you up. Uh, yeah. And then he shows you some moves. So you can add a D6 to Fighting Brawl, should you wish. Mm -hmm. And because you're spending time with uh, your, your family, I'd like you to roll Sanity with a bonus die. Okay. Because that's what's truly important to you. Yeah. And... You're making sure Laura's okay and uh, Angela and Carmilla. Yeah, I passed uh, Sandy, so... All right, that's a D6 of Sand. And then make sure to add that D6 Fighting Brawl. Mm -hmm. and that is what you do from June to August. Nice. August 15th comes around. Nathaniel, you're back in Rockport. Your wife, Clara, she comes to you and she says, I haven't heard from Ellie. What? And I saw the news and the people she was hanging out with, they've gone missing. When was the last time we knew where they were? 
they, they, I don't know. They, they were. She, she was with her new boyfriend, Nick. Uh, you remember Nick? He was over for dinner sometime, and she's gone. She's gone missing from uh, somewhere, somewhere in the desert. Uh, and she's obviously panicking and not getting the information out. Well, when was the last time we had contact with her, for sure? Uh, five days ago. Five days ago. Yeah, they were in Las Vegas, and they said they were going to head over to Kingman, Arizona, uh, and now they're gone. Uh, has there been a missing persons report yet? We should get that. Yes, back. there has. Okay. Jeez. Uh, ah. Uh... I'm going to make some arrangements for the shop. Um, it can run without us here. I'd feel better at least trying something, going there and helping, looking. Um, if she's not answering her phone or anything. Yeah, I just, I got a call from the sheriff at, at uh, in Kingman, Arizona, notifying us. <sighs> My God. We gotta go out there and search. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if we can help the police uh, with their search, anything. I'm, I'm, they're professionals at this, but there's gotta be something we can do. And your friends, aren't they investigators? And Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if they'll, I'll give them a call. I mean, they might wanna help. I think they would. We're, we've gotten pretty close, especially the last few months. We've kept in touch and we've gone out for drinks and dinner together. I, the very least, I know they'd want to know what I'm going through. Right. And, like, the sheriff said something about them going missing around uh, the desert of size. Okay, um, sorry, I just had kind of bad memories come back up. Um, let me call my friends. I need to take a quick step back from this and I'm starting to get kind of anxious. I'm gonna go uh, retreat back to my study, pour myself a stiff glass of scotch, and I'm gonna one by one go through and uh, call all of my friends and just I think at this point I don't have a clear line of action in mind but I just need to tell somebody what's going on and how I'm feeling and I just I'm looking for support really what do you call first um well I'll give uh, rooster a call and then uh, we can come up with a time and a place maybe we can all meet somewhere um, but yeah, I'll give Rooster a call on the phone. And, um... As as the Hello. phone is uh, <laughs> ringing, right? Your wife, she opens the study door and she says, uh, some of the other families are uh, offering rewards too for these lost teenagers. So if that might convince them. All right, thank you, Clara. Someone's offering $50,000. It's insane. Okay, good to know. And then Rooster picks up. Hello. Hey, Nathan. Rooster. Uh, hey, uh, I hope I'm not bothering you too much. Um, Never. What's up? Well, I just got some bad news. Um, oh, no. What's up? 
Well, my daughter, um, she's she's in the Las Vegas area. Um, she's on a trip, but uh, I was talking with Clara just now, and we haven't heard from her in five days, and uh, they reported her missing. Uh, What's her name I'm, again? Ellie. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm sorry. I'm beside myself here. I don't know what to do. My whole world's upside down. Um, I guess she's missing, and there's some other uh, children missing too. Um, they're uh, the sheriff's department out there. They're working on it. Um, I don't know how much of a case they've got, but I, I gotta go out there to look for her. And I didn't know who to call, but I I don't know if you're even available or willing. Um, no, I'm willing. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything you need, dude. Do you want me to call everybody else? I think if we could get everybody to, together, that would help a lot. It'd make me feel better that I wouldn't be going out there just by myself without a clue. Um, you want to you wanna meet at Andy's restaurant? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, maybe we can put out a message on the group text or something. I'll, I'll call everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rooster. Who's that and, on the phone, Rooster? Uh, it's um, it's Nathaniel. His uh, daughter's gone missing, out near, uh, out in the desert, I guess. Jesus. He said Kingman area. That's uh, it's near Laughlin, I think. Um, I'm gonna call everybody. We're going to head on over to Andy's uh, family restaurant. All right. So you all meet up at Aurora's, Andy's Italian restaurant uh, that his family owns. Andy was able to get a table reserved for all of you. Well, we're all here. Uh, Yeah. So what happened, Nathaniel? Tell us, what what do you know? Uh, Regretfully... Not much. I wish I knew more. I, I, I came home and um, Clara had just gotten off the phone uh, with someone. I, I think it was the police department out in Las Vegas. And she told me that Ellie's missing. Uh, we haven't heard from her in five days. That's not, you know, a couple days here and there. That's not abnormal. You know, uh, kids branching off and wanting to go their own way and not checking in with their parents. We try not to worry too much. Um, but it's been five days, and I guess some other kids have gone missing in the area, too, and they've filed a missing persons report, and it's it's the real deal, guys. Uh, I never thought anything like this would happen to me. Um, I'm, I'm checking flights. We can get American Airlines out there. Uh, uh, they'll take us to Vegas, but I think that uh, it's, it's a drive from Vegas. We'll have to rent a car. Okay, yeah, that'll that'll work. Um, you said Kingman, Kingman, Arizona. Yes, Kingman, and Arizona. You are yeah, correct. That's, it's close to Laughlin. I've never I don't even, think there's anything going into Laughlin. I've never even been out out that way. I wouldn't know my way around. Uh, it's hot and dry. There's get grab a compass. <laughs> Maybe we go to Las Vegas and we talk to the reporting agency that whatever PD was the first on the case and see what they know about it and if we can help anyway. Um, yeah, what did they call you from Las Vegas? I don't think Vegas is that close to it. Uh, they called you from Kingman and the name yeah. of the sheriff is uh, Gus. 
Tom, uh, Sheriff Tom Gus. Okay. Uh, no, actually, it was a it was a call from the sheriff uh, Gus. I think his last name was. Uh, he's out in Kingman, Arizona. Yeah, Kingman. Um, that's off the. Uh, that's off the sixty uh, off the forty freeway. Uh, yeah, that's um. That's way closer to Laughlin. So we'll see if we can fly into. I'll see if there's a flight to Laughlin. Alex, uh, would I know what she would have been, what Ellie would have been doing in Kingman? Was there a reason for her to have gone there? So you did know that she was going to Las Vegas to, you know, probably hang out with her boyfriend and his friends and party and whatnot, whatever kids do. If she was up, you know, north in the desert, she's probably hiking or ATVing or all-terrain vehicling. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty area. It's about 80 miles from Vegas. Okay. Um, but it's only about 20 miles from Laughlin. There, Laughlin, is, Laughlin is like the poor man's Las Vegas. It's just like Las Vegas, but it's not quite as commercial. Well, let's get out of there as soon as we can. Whoa. whoa. We'll find her, Nathaniel. Don't yeah, worry. I've got a deal here. We can. Uh, uh, are we all going to go? Yeah, absolutely. So five absolutely. of us. Yeah, I got well, it. What about hotel? Oh, how long? Uh, I've been staying here for a bit. You'd probably most likely stay at Kingman, which is the yeah. It's a city. Well, uh, population seventeen thousand. It won't be. It won't be particularly expensive. Not in Kingman. Um, I really appreciate the support, folks. I, Dude, whatever. I We've been what through I, hell together, so. Don't know what I would do without you guys. Does, uh, does Nathaniel say anything about Desert of Size? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, something that, uh, as I was calling you, Rooster, earlier, um, something Clara mentioned kind of brought back kind of a bad memory for me um they said that she was in a last known to be in a place called the desert of size um, size um i didn't even know there was such a thing size suspiriorum or whatever holy crap i was trying not to go down that road but i don't know well, better safe than sorry I think that we need to. Oh shit! We need to charge right in and get her, get those kids out of there if we can find them. The Try second sister that, uh, connection, but if that's the case, these bastards really can't just leave us alone. And we're dealing with the second sister this time, right? All right. I'm. Uh, can, can y'all? Can, can we get out of here? What time is it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the evening, about five p.m. Um, I can get flights out of here by 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, that'll give me yeah. time to pack. Yeah, sounds good. I would like to finish a little bit of wine first before uh, we can get going. Oh, That's boy. Uh, Boston, Boston. Kurt, you coming with us? Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds macabre, and I didn't want to say it, but there, there's definitely an article there. All right. We'll keep you safe. 
Excellent. So you make your preparations. You board yep. the plane at 10 a.m. in the morning. And maybe a couple hours later, you land at that airport. And you get a rental car, I'm assuming. Yeah. Hertz. All right. So you get a Hertz rental and you end up in Kingman, Arizona. So Kingman is a city with a population of 17,000 people. And you got the contact information for the Mojave County Sheriff, who is uh, located in that city. So, oh, thank God it, they have air conditioning in this car. Yeah, you step out of the plane and it's just, it's radiant. It's, it's torrid. You're a bunch of New Englanders who just are on the other side of the, the country. It's like, uh, it's like one of those heat saunas. I mean, Andy lived in, Andy lived in California for a little bit. You might be yeah. uh, used to the heat. Yeah. I go, like, oh, interesting. And it's so open. It's nothing like Boston. Yeah. It's just no sky trees. all around. <sighs> Let's go over to the sheriff, sheriff, um, sheriff Gus, sheriff right. Tom Gus. Tom Gus. Uh, so Nathaniel, Clara, your wife is obviously going with you and she's going to get a hotel. Okay. All right. So you enter the, if you'd like, uh, I'm assuming you're all going to the sheriff's department. Yeah. Entering the sheriff's department is fairly modern and you're, they ask who you are. And when you say, uh, you're Nathaniel Pickering, uh, a parent of one of the missing hikers, they let you in and, you head over into an office where Tom Gus is waiting. He's uh, he's aged. You can see the wrinkles on his forehead, and he has all the respect of someone. Uh, he's giving the respect to you, Nathaniel, who's has a, uh, a child missing, and he says, um, "You're Nathaniel Pickering." Yes, sir. All right. Please, pleased to meet you. He shakes your hand. Uh, this is what we know. We know that there's five hikers missing. Uh, Nick Karras, uh, Ellie Pickering, Chad Mancina, Jeremy Brenton, and Jesse Mormon. So they all went to um, Boston University and they were out here on the strip. Nick apparently invited all of them out and they were in Las Vegas, from what we know, and they and they ended up here to explore the the Grand Canyon area. And we've already conducted some preliminary searches uh, near the Grand Wash Cliffs, the Music Mountains, the Hualapai Reservation, but we weren't able to find any trace of these uh, these hikers. We're thinking of sending out more people. And uh, the most troubling, uh, I mean, well, the most relieving piece of news is one of the hikers just turned up. Who was it? Uh, Jeremy. He's at the the local hospital. Jeremy Brenton. What sort of condition was he in? Uh, He didn't look good. He, uh, He looked dried up welts bite marks maybe 
Maybe the Coyotes. Sunburn. Yeah, definitely sunburn. Uh, have you, has, uh, has anybody reached out to him and talked to him to figure out where they went and what? No, this this was about half an hour ago. Well, if it's all right with you, yeah. if you're going to go talk to him, would you mind if I came with you? Yeah, yeah. Of course. He might Follow be able me. to tell us where they are. I hope so. He stands up out of his chair and walks out. Follow me. Oh, is he here? He's at oh, the hospital. He's at the hospital. Yeah. So, Nathaniel, why don't you go with him and we'll get things set up at the uh, at the hotel and uh, I'll get some maps of the area. Maybe some topographical maps. Okay. So that we know what we're looking at. I really hope this Jeremy can tell us where everybody else is. Maybe he might know. Okay. Cool. So this is the map that you bring up, Rooster. So Kingman's here, and this area is the search area. And what else are you trying to find? I'm just going to get equipment ready. Canteens, things like that, that we might need if we're going to go out into that desert. Okay, so you're basically going shopping. Uh, is anyone else doing that, or are we splitting up here? Yeah, I'll go with Rooster. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Because it's wilderness, so... It is. It's camping. we got to get camping here. Uh, what is Kurt and Andy doing? Um, I don't think that Kurt feels like he needs to split up from the main group at this point, so he'll just follow Rooster. Okay. Yeah, and Andy's gonna help out with uh, shopping and whatnot. Uh, we have to stay together, especially in something like this. Sounds good. So you can. Uh, let's go head over to Nathaniel as you walk through the hospital rooms behind the, the sheriff. So he gets on the radio and he he just confirms some stuff and he turns back to you, Nathaniel. And he says, uh, "Well, he's not he hasn't been responding. Uh, this Jeremy hiker fellow, and but his parents are also there. Uh, you're welcome to." ask him the doctors have him cleared he's in stable condition but uh he looks a little rough are you are you ready to to see that y yes sir so they're permitting visitors yeah okay well but in the unofficial sense i know that i'm, to I'm tossing you a bone here well I, I appreciate that very much tom all right, well, right this way, you can see uh, someone in his early 20s, you know, laying in a hospital bed. He's got salt and pepper, uh, no, dirty blonde hair, and he is covered in welts. His fingers on his right hand, three of them are missing, his middle finger to his pinky, and it looks like there's just been claw marks on all of his skin. Uh, on multiple parts of his body 
I'd like you to make a sanity roll, please. My god. It's just zero one. So, uh, regular, or hard. Okay, then zero. And upon closer inspection, it's like... It almost looks like he's been whipped. Jesus. He's badly sunburned, and he has whip marks. Welts. So, are his parents in the room? Yeah, they're sitting there, and they, uh... Well, the, well, the father asks, um, uh, who are you, sir? Uh, my name is Nathaniel Pickering. I'm Ellie Pickering's father. Oh. He was supposedly with these, uh, with these boys when they went missing. Um, I came by as soon as I could when I heard that uh, Jeremy had turned up. I wanted to check on how he was doing and see if maybe he knew something about their whereabouts or where the rest of his friends are. I, I'm, I'm just looking for, for answers. Yeah, aren't, aren't we all? I'm, uh, I'm glad Jeremy's back. I, I'm Jack. This is my wife, Sharon. And uh, Pleasure to meet you, folks. Police weren't able to get a lot out of him, but you're, you're welcome to ask. Uh, do, do you know where, if they had a plan or an itinerary of where they, what, what trail they were going hiking on or... Uh, uh, you probably have to ask Nick uh, Nick's parents. I think they share GPS data recovered from their missing Jeep. Okay. Um, yeah. Wh- where did they find Jeremy? Uh, they found Jeremy wandering out in the desert, and the, some a search party found them uh, in the, the area of the the Sign Desert, and they were able to bring him back. Okay. All the way here to Kingman. Well, that narrows it down a little bit. Um, uh, have the doctors or, or police told you anything about how how he got beat up like this? Uh, no, they they just said it looks like you know an animal attack. Jeez, like they they took off three fingers. God, I'm so sorry horrible i i'm just i'm just glad he's back i just yeah so do you mind if i ask jeremy a few questions go for it i'll uh sidle on up next to the bed that he's in and take a seat down in the chair and is he conscious um yes and he turns his head to face you Jeremy, hey, hey, pal. Um, we're all really glad that you're back. Uh, your parents are very relieved. Um, you had everybody scared there. Um, so, my name's Nathaniel Pickering. I'm I'm Ellie's dad. He gives you a weak nod, and so- he says, "Gone home." Gone home. He doesn't elaborate. What do you mean, gone home? Everybody else? Ellie? You? Gone. My god. Where were you hiking? Um, Do you know what trail you were on? A a number? Uh, 
shakes his head. Give me a psychology roll. No. Okay. Uh, it seems like there's just a lot of information that he's he has to process when you ask broad questions. Okay. All right. Because um... he's looking at you like confused. Where? What happened to the others? Gone. Did was there somebody else there? He doesn't respond. I... Gone. Um... Gone. Where? I don't. I. I don't understand. What... I ask uh, Jeremy's parents. Um, they just look concerned and, and shocked, but they're giving him distance. Jeremy, who who did this? Didn't see him. Him or them or? Didn't see them. There was more than one. He doesn't respond. What, was it a person? Well, luck. No. All right. Exerting the last of his energy, he falls asleep. I'm going to regard his parents. Um, folks, I, I don't want to trouble him anymore. He's having a really hard time. Uh, I really appreciate that you let me in here to ask him a few questions. I know he's not in a good way. I just... I just thought I might could find some some answers about where Ellie is, but he's obviously very traumatized. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that he can help you and the other kids out once he recovers a little more, hopefully. Sure, he needs some time to, to rest. Uh, listen, if I give you my phone number, if you hear him say anything more, um, could you give me a call with any information? Yeah, I can also get you the GPS coordinates of their last known positions. As I well. would appreciate that very much, sir. I, I, anything to start us off on the search. I mean, we're 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 going to go out there and look. Yep. Best of luck. Thank you. It's dangerous out there. Apparently. All right, and we're going to hop over to the other group. So you're going to search around this city to find uh, maybe like a sporting goods store. Yeah, there should be stuff if uh, people go camping out here. Yeah. So there is you find you happen upon a building called Desert Sojourns Outfitters. Okay. And it's uh looks like there's a lot of good solid equipment, Jeep ATV rentals. Uh and it it looks like a very good spot to get your okay. equipment from at the counter is a tall man in his early 60s uh, he's laid back uh, judging by how he's slouching on the chair he's he looks like a hippie and his long gray hair is tied back in a ponytail and he's wearing a sleeveless shirt and you can see that there's a he has a lot of tattoos he says howdy folks uh, howdy I'm Paul Springfield. 
and this is my humble humble store. Well, Mr. Springfield, um, we've got a situation. We've got some missing kids out in the desert. Yeah, I heard. And we need to go find them. I heard. We're uh, uh, friends and relatives. Look, I've got whatever you need to rent. I've got dirt bikes, ATVs. I've got Jeeps and, hey. you know, biking boots, camelbacks. Did they come through here to rent from you? Uh would have been what five days ago yeah yeah no no they didn't okay. i think uh they were coming from las day. vegas yeah. so it. they probably got a rental there we got to find out from nathaniel where uh where to go where to look yeah how how um we're not very familiar with the area though um I've, I've been to Vegas and a couple of places like that, but um, how far do you think people can hike in a day? day? Mm. Well, you have to factoring the, the heat only a handful of miles before you got to stop for shade and shelter and all that. So I turned to the other ones. So I'm like, if we, if we can find out where the boy was found, and where they were going, we should be able to. Yeah, I, I've been out. I've been out a lot in that desert. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a little weird though, because sometimes compasses and GPS it don't work. It don't work at all. Mm. Like one time, I people... looked at my GPS and it says I was. I said I was in Mongolia. That's odd. Is there a like no no satellite out there and you know you think that but when i looked at my compass it's just spinning is that do people commonly get lost in the desert here then oh yeah oh yeah give me a spot hidden roll It'd be a large iron deposit that causes your compass mm -hmm. to spin around uh, that's an oh nine i think that's an extreme for me okay yes so there is something that looks out of place in this store um not really out of place but like very yeah it sticks out to you it it's a wooden doll in a glass case next to the cash register and if you have any history you can roll that is it like a, a baby doll no Kachina doll. It is a Kachina doll. Oh, that's actually a success. No. Uh, yeah, hard success. Yeah, it's a, it's not, a Kachina yeah, okay, doll. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. That that little fella helped me out. Helped you out how? All right. Well, first came out to Kingman, 1969, with a couple of older guys. Uh, you know, riding motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And we were camping out in the deserts this whole trip. You know, smoking a lot, drinking a lot of wine. Uh, one time, I stepped out of the camp to take a leak. And I got myself lost as hell, for sure. And I couldn't even find the campfire. And no landmarks were recognizable. And then 
like I said, we were smoking loads of dope. But I I wandered for hours, and I started hallucinating because of the heat. And it it was like shadows and and mirages and shit. But then I found the doll, and he points at, at the doll. And I saw this city in the distance. It wasn't Kingman. Something strange. It was a wrong city. I started running towards it. But then it felt wrong. So I went the other way. And then I found my friends again. And ever since, you know, this doll has been at my side. Just in case, you know. Wrong how? How does the city feel wrong? You know how you get a gut feeling? Yeah. That's how it felt wrong. The GBS said you were in Mongolia. Did it look anything like a Mongolian city in your estimation? Nah. It was hazy. It was hazy. But it definitely had skyscrapers. Hmm. But uh, this little guy told me to go the right way. I'm going to take a really good look at it. I'm going to just really quickly. I, I'm like, do you mind if I take its picture? Sure. It's cool looking. I'll take its picture later. You call it anything? Or is it just a doll? Just the doll. The craftsmanship is very lovely. Is it? Um, I'd probably have to. We should show Nathaniel. Maybe he would know if it's common to this area. Actually, I'll ask the guy that too. I, I know I know there's a reservation not far from here. Do you know if this is um the craftsmanship's common to the Oh, the it might be. The Yeah, so if you're heading out there, uh they have a town called Peach Springs. Mm-hmm. It's on the Hualapi reservation. Uh but anyway, ATVs, whatever yeah, you yes. need. All right. Yep. Thank you. So, who's paying? I'll, I'll pay. How much is it? Uh, what's his credit rating? Uh, my credit rating is 35. 35? Okay. I'm going to need a roll for that then. 19. 19. Okay. So, you're able to get all the supplies. Okay. I could put two points, make it a hard, but no need. Save your life. I'm single. I can spend money. <laughs> okay. So you get that done. You get your supplies. You get your tents, your camelbacks, your hiking boots, your sunscreen. What What time is it? At this point, it's about four in the afternoon. Because okay. of your, your flight. So we're going to come by at 7 a.m. to pick up the ATVs to go. Okay. We're not obviously not going to drive them around right now. Yeah. Fine by me. Is there a local library of some sort? Or- yeah, there's a Kingman Public Library. Just to see if there's anything associated with the Desert of Size. Any stories or... Maybe some disappearances that's been happening throughout the years. Is there a, yeah. is there a historical society or something like that around? Um, Desert no. Museum. Or, okay. 
Okay, so if you're going to research the Desert of Size, I'd like you to make a library use roll. And in the meanwhile, you can say Nathaniel met back up, unless you want okay. to do something else. Yeah. As yeah. you're in the center of the city. Mm -hmm. I was planning on returning to the group. All right. So as you make your way, Nathaniel, to the main group where they are at, at uh, Springfield's Outfitters, you see uh, a biker in the distance. And he looks Native American. And with the spot hidden, I can tell you a little more. That's regular success. Okay. So you're just able to catch sight of his uh, leather jacket and he's got embroidered on the back these two daggers in a cross. And he's riding out northward, kicking up huge dust clouds while he's on the road. So what stuck out about him to me? He was he was uh, lo looking at me for a while and then took off. Uh, he was not looking at you, but he looks. You get you got an uneasy feeling when you saw him. That's for sure. Okay. And then you meet back up, and then Andy rolls the library use for some history of the Sighing Desert, right? Yeah, and I got a hard success on that. Okay, so with a hard success, you know that in 1944, you're looking up some records, uh, an Indi uh, Native American woman named Belinda Echevarria and her seven-year-old son, Enrique, they wander off the Hualapi Reservation and into the desert. Only the young boy survives, emerging from the desert a week later. That boy has gone on to write some novels about the Sighing Desert. And he lives currently in Las Vegas. Is there a number that we can? Uh, yeah, you got a number. Okay. For sure. And then in 1962, two sightseers, Jeffrey King and Mitch Vargas, become lost southwest of the Grand Canyon and are never seen again. And there's just more and more people who just go missing in this desert that you find. Yeah, uh, Andy will just relay this to everybody and got a number to this young boy who survived, but Could you not a young boy anymore. Well, yeah, he's he's yeah. now wrote a novel about this desert of size. Did you um, find the novel there at the library? Yeah, is that is that something I could uh, get, uh, Alex? If I can find one of the novels that he wrote there. Oh yeah, sure. Let me just yeah. bring it up. All right. I'm thinking that it's not that unusual, though, for people to go missing. People go missing in the wilderness all the time, and the desert's a mostly unexplored, dangerous place. You can just die of the sun and the heat if you're running out of, of water. Just, yeah, a lot of people just go in with like, completely unprepared or underprepared. They're also not likely to find the body because there's coyotes and bobcats and other things out there that'll just eat the body. Hey, Nathaniel, uh, oh, uh, Rooster, show Nathaniel the picture of that doll. Yeah, look at this doll. Any idea yeah. which uh, Kachin it is? I was trying to look it up on my, see if I can research it, but. 
Can I, in fact, Alex? Uh, yes, you can roll in the cult. Figure out which one it is. Matching the picture. Oh, three. Okay, so the doll that is currently in the possession of Paul Springfield uh, is of Navajo origin from mm-hmm. the early 19th century. And from the picture, the features are very worn down. Uh, so it's very hard to uh, exact the identity of the the spirit depicted. But from what the story that Paul told you, it's probably a spirit of protection or safety. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do more research as we go along. Perhaps yeah. I can find out. You know, and Andy, general, you're able to check out the book. So from the general oh, shape of it. Sweet. Um, yeah. Got the book. And uh, it's um, actually two books. Oh. The Sign Desert, written in 1962, and From the Desert of My Dreams, 1983. I guess we can do some uh, late night reading. If you'd like. Yeah. uh, He'll take the... um, I guess the last one intrigues him, the the dream one. Uh, We'll read that. And uh, if anyone wants to read the other one, more than welcome to. I could. I'm writing an article. Okay. Yeah. Hand it to Kurt. Sorry. Daniel would like to uh, tell the rest of the group what happened when he talked to Jeremy. So when we get a moment, he's going to pull them aside and say, "So I, so I just come from the hospital. I talked with Jeremy and his parents." And, Right off the bat, he was tore up pretty bad. He had welts all over his body. He was missing fingers, and it looks like he's been whipped or something. Um, they they found him out in the desert. Um, actually, I've got some GPS coordinates of um, oh, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah. I tried to talk to him a little bit about what he saw or where the others were, but. He was, he was traumatized. He wasn't talking very much. Um, he just kept saying that uh, when I asked about the others, he said they were gone and that they gone home. I couldn't get him to say where home was or what he meant by that. Um, and I asked who did this and he, he just said that he didn't see them. Um, you know, he probably had his brain cooked out there in the sun. It's who knows what he meant? I would imagine that uh, he he could have gotten pretty damn tore up if he was like on the rocks or rock climbing or there's nasty nasty cactus out there. Mm-hmm. There's I'm just what they call jumping cactus, which is terrible shit. I'm just worried, right? Like the last time back in June, it was all of these seeming coincidences that just snowballed into something that wasn't a coincidence that we couldn't ignore anymore yeah you know, no. now we have this desert of size and i i don't know it just hopefully montar susperium is a little less insane than the other one i mean i could see the welts and the lacerations maybe but It'd have to be quite something. I mean, he was missing fingers. 
Uh, yeah, that's three wild. fingers, right? Of course, three fingers. Know. you know, if you're on rocks, what if you got hooked on the rocks or you know, wedged between the rocks would tear your fingers off if you fell? It's possible. And it's just another thing is, I mean, there were five of them. Coyotes are chickens and they're they're afraid of people. But I suppose if there were enough coyotes and they I just ganged up on I think you know, I, I think we shouldn't force connections that don't make sense, but we should go in with an open mind that this might be something bigger. Well, I've got plenty of gear. Got some ATVs. Uh, we've got camping equipment so we can spend the night out in the desert. We'll watch out for rattlesnakes and for scorpions and tarantulas and Gila monsters. Yeah, I. Those might be the least of our worries if we're accurate in assessing what we're dealing with here. The whip marks are pretty strange. Um, is that could, yeah. that be, could that be created if they were on ATVs and passing something very quickly? Maybe. Were they on his back? All over, all over his body. I mean, w were they ATVing or were they just hiking? We don't know. Um, there's not much that grows up that high out there. There's there's Joshua trees, but they're big. It's just troubling that Jeremy's found such in a horrible state. But they're. You know, people who want to get away from society do tend to move out into the desert. You know, you occasionally do see a trailer. Um, there could be some, who knows, they're a cult. What was that horrible movie, um, Wes Craven? Um, shit. Um, the one where the people are out in the desert that are all deformed. The hills have eyes. Oh, hills the hills have, have eyes. eyes. I don't um, think I don't it's that. Be, I don't want to be pessimistic here, but um, whip marks, missing fingers. Is this is this like torture? Are we are we hoping it's? I mean, we're hoping it's not something Boy, like that. I, but it, you know, the strange thing is, is that if they tortured him, I mean, he said he didn't see them. Maybe he, maybe they're Did it happen at night? Or just trauma. Like he's just repressing yeah, he's what happened just, to he's, him. He's crazy. Yeah. Poor kid. I hope Emily's okay. Well, we got to search. Isn't there? The they oh. found and he was in that condition. I'm really worried about the others. Isn't it? Uh, it was mentioned that out of the five teenagers that what? Nick? Divide them all out for hiking. Yeah. Is that her boyfriend, Nathaniel? Yeah. Yeah. Nick Karras. We got. We could. It sounds Greek. Away. Greek name. Greek boy. Um, we got the coordinates where they were going, and we got the coordinates where the boy was found. I'd say go between the two. Yeah. They've got to be somewhere Just, in between the two areas. So you actually get a text. Uh, Nathaniel with uh, coordinate information 
And these coordinates are actually labeled. There's next GPS, uh, Jeep coordinate. There's a coordinate called finger. There's a coordinate called maze. There's a coordinate called shrooms. And there is a coordinate called three sisters. Fuck Errol San, me. Errol that, San, please. Is that what it says? <laughs> that literally what it says. Guys, look. I've we got might want to look into zero one a little bit. Coordinates here. No, I just like text. One of them's the three sisters. Oh God! Oh, God. I I think June was June was onto something. I think. I think I think we're. I think we might be in in for a. I don't even. I don't even know how to put it into know. words. Um, Since we are, we're kind of making the connections now. There's one little thing, and that was in the book about the ladies, about mm-hmm. something about the lady of size that he also she also carries a key, but use it so little. And remember one of the drawings in the apartment. I don't know. This is just. The You're silver right. key. William. William drew a key. Yes. That's what, yeah. Nathan, how long was she dating um, that, um, the, the, the leader of this um, expedition thing? That would be around six months ago. Not that long. Um, I just figured it was kind of a fling, maybe six months. Did you ever you see it's... him? Yeah, occasionally. Sometimes, yeah, they would. Um, Ellie would stop home for uh, something or other, and uh, he would stop in, and we'd chat occasionally. What's the Is first impression? Oh. I mean, he's just. A, I mean, to me, they're just kids, you know. Um, I didn't really think too much of him, rather unassuming, I guess. Um, you know, teens. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't get the impression that it would last very long, you know, uh, young relationships, just, you know. Would it be worth it to contact Nick's parents and get an, a feel for, like, if he had told them anything, like what they were going to be doing or his state of mind or anything? Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they're contacted. He's missing too. Well, so. yeah, but I meant like for our personal information, not public record. I think we should call call his parents. I don't know how we can get his number. Police probably have that info. Yeah, they probably do. Shrooms. Are they out there doing shrooms? Psilocybin? Where did the, who did this text come from? Sorry. Uh, Jeremy Breton's parents. Okay. That's just the name of the GPS points that were labeled on his right. uh, GPS device. Shrooms Finger are, uh, has me concerned. Finger has me concerned. What is that? I don't know. Another uh, thing that I hadn't mentioned was um, it could be nothing. It was just sort of one of those gut feelings I got. But as I was uh, coming across town to tie in with you guys again, um, I saw this uh, this biker, you know, uh, on a Harley with a leather jacket. Um, 
I think he was Indian of some sort. Um, I, I didn't get a great look at him, but I got this sinking feeling like in my stomach, like something wasn't right and he, he rode off. But I did get uh, a closer look at his, um, the emblem on the back of his coat. It was uh, a crossed daggers. Uh, again, it could be nothing. I could be jumping to conclusions um, or drawing connections that aren't there, but I definitely got a bad feeling when I saw him ride off to the north. Biker gang, maybe, some sort? And the place maybe. is full of bikers. Something like that, you know, it's all dark leather. He looked pretty imposing. But, uh... It makes a lot of sense for you to be nervous, but I mean, that just sounds like every other biker to me. I mean, yeah. But it is significant that it caught your attention. So I just we're, we're beginning to trust our intuitions, I think, don't yeah. you? I just wanted you to know, just in case it becomes relevant later. So the the emblem was like daggers with the cross, or it's something it was like a that? Cross with daggers. Cross daggers. It could be just a biker gang, but. Might be worth looking into. We could just ask around. Yeah. You know, probably if if they're here, we'll see them again. I could always ask Tom um, if there's a biker gang in the area. He would know all their uh, sure their icons and symbols. That is true. Isn't this like Hell's Angels area too? And I don't have any. I'm going to call the uh, the front desk number on my cell phone for the for the Mojave County Sheriff's Department. Of course. We're going to be going out in the morning early. Mm-hmm. Ready. All right. Just... So you, a secretary picks up and she, you basically want to ask for Tom Gus? Yeah, uh, good evening. Yeah, he'll, she'll patch you through. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. This is Sheriff Tom Gus. Hey, Tom. It's uh, Nathaniel again. Um just wanted to call you just to give you an update. Uh, I did talk to Jeremy. Um, I didn't get too much out of him. He's pretty shaken up. Uh, I think he might need a couple days to come to, and maybe we can get some more information with him later. Um, well, a couple things. I wanted to let you know that uh, we're going to head out tomorrow. Um, we got some GPS coordinates um, from Nick's GPS. Um, and if you guys haven't gotten those, I can text them to you as well, so you have them. Uh, we're going to head out tomorrow. We rented some equipment. Uh, we're going to go poke around there. Okay. Yeah. That's just be careful out there. Yeah, we will. Um, we'll leave um, information about where we were going, so that uh, if we don't return, you'll know where to at least start looking. Another question, and this may be immaterial, but. Uh, is there, I saw a man, he looked like, uh, I kind of got a bad feeling about him. He looked like one of those biker gang types. Is there a gang in the area whose uh, emblem is two daggers and a cross? Uh, not that I know of, but I'm sure, was, was he Native American? Yes, sir. Try asking the police chief of uh, the Hualapi Reservation. Uh, his name's Police Chief Dave Youngblood. Okay, yeah. I'll uh, consult with him. I appreciate the lead. 
All right. Anything I can do for you? Just yeah, let me know. And uh, yeah, I'm going to leave him an itinerary of where we're headed. Uh, so if we turn up missing two, uh, they can start looking immediately where we where we were. Okay. Sounds good. What's everyone else doing? Um, to add, if I didn't say it earlier, and I didn't say it earlier, but also we will have some sort of GPS tracking thing with us. Okay. So that both we, I, I don't know how they work exactly, but so that we know where we are and so that uh, it sends out maybe a signal so people could find us if we. Yeah, we can do that. Get lost. Are you going to plot the points? Yeah. Is that um, a trail that they had been following, or is that, or have they gone cross country that sort of uh, lighter gray line? Uh, they're looks like they were following the lighter gray line. So that is a that's a, an established trail. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I'll go. Um, I think I'll go get the hotel rooms. I, I can pay for it. Um, I'm going to go take the books with me and um, I'll start reading that before I go to sleep. If you have anything else you want to do. Um, I'll cook dinner. Yeah, alright. So you're going to just stay in the hotel. Tonight. We've got a couple rooms next to each other. Yeah, if and... we go out in the dark, we're going to get lost. We're going to get so lost. Oh, There's yeah. no point oh. here. I have a suggestion for tomorrow. Um, if we have a topographical map of the area, um, that's yeah, I got one. What we could do is we could um, leave one vehicle at one end of the trail, shuttle up to the other end. That way, we could walk the length of the trail, and when we get to the end, uh, we've got a vehicle. Uh, we don't have to walk all the way back. Um, we could start on the uphill side so that we're not fighting gravity the whole time might be a little easier um why aren't we just taking the atvs on the trail oh uh is this a trail that uh atvs are permitted on oh uh, you're not sure All but if it gets vehicle. like yeah if it gets into like maybe the cliff section you might have to abandon the vehicles because right. they won't if it's fit rock climbing then we won't be able yeah to. so we won't be uh I just don't want to be on the wrong side of the law um, taking an ATV on like a non-motorized trail or something. Well, we'll see what it is when we get there. And... Sure. Okay. Other than that, you're going to retire for the night from what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. All right. And Kurt is staying up. Just um, the... Oh, if, if Kurt allows, I would like to help him out with the reading. Yeah, that's fine. I'd like to know if anyone's sharing rooms. Yeah, it's probably more economical that way. Yeah. So right, it sounds like Andy that? and Kurt probably sharing a room. June, yeah. Kurt, okay. June by herself. Yeah, sure. Rooster and Nathaniel seem to have a good uh, anyway. Nathaniel does. Uh, your wife is also staying at the hotel. That's okay, true. so Nathaniel's in Well, then, yeah, then I'll, I'll bunk up with you, Rooster. I don't care. Sorry, honey. I'm staying with Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very nice. Let's get over to the reading. 
you basically read through these books, and here's some excerpts. Um, excerpts from Enrica uh, Echevera, book The Sighing Desert, 1962, from the uh, and from the desert of my dreams, 1983. I was too young to know, of course. My mother's people did not appreciate that one of their women would not necessarily want to marry a member of the tribe. Another, a Mexican. Her parents and the rest of the tribe were livid. They shunned her. Sometimes there is no more virulent a racist than one who is himself uh, a minority. Uh, it was several days after she told me that my father was not coming back from the war that she shook my hand and told me we would go for a walk. She had been crying, I could see. But as we passed, uh, her mother and other members of the tribe, she wiped her eyes and looked forward. She did not look at them. And so we went into the sighing desert. I do not know how long we walked for sometimes I slept and she carried me. I remember sleeping at least one night in that softly moaning wasteland. I remember this for I recall searching for the constellations my father had taught me to find. And in my hazy recollection, none of those figures were among the stars in that desert's night sky. I do not remember much of the city. I believe I was dying then. Nothing is clear about it. I remember thinking the city was a mirage like heat boiling off the desert. There were weeds and ragged buffalo hide tents and crumbling adobe huts. But there seemed to be houses too and great skyscrapers. But I must have been dreaming or delirious or dying. What great city in any desert has buildings such as these, but not a living inhabitant within it. I have no recollection of leaving her. I do know she was dead and had been for some time. I don't know what made me leave her. As an adult today, I don't know that I would or could, but whatever it was that sent me from her side in that place, sent me from certain death out toward a chance at survival, I would like to think it was her spirit releasing me from a child's instinct to stay by his mother's side. I have dreamt of her again since then, of course. I do not see the sad woman who led me into the desert. I see her smiling. I see, I hear her singing. I know that she is with my father somewhere and that they are happier now than they were ever allowed to be in life. In some of my dreams, I am again that child curled up next to his mother's dead body. In the dreams, that child awakens to find his mother standing, smiling. You must go, she tells him. I can't, I'm afraid, I'm alone. No, she says, you will never be alone. I will always be with you. I am asked all the time whether or not I believe the city is really out there. Many lives have been lost seeking it, and for this I am profoundly sorry. But is it real? And will finding that place change others as it changed me? I don't know. For me, the city was, at least briefly, real. No one has been able to find it, but I know I can always find it in my memories and in my dreams. Interesting. Although I wasn't listening, I was asleep. <laughs> it is interesting. It's, it's especially interesting, Andy. How uh, it seems like this lines up with the um, with the Outfitters guy, the guy who ran the Outfitters shop. Yeah, the it lines seeing a city with skyscrapers that wasn't right. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's heard of this. I don't think it would be worth going back to him to to try to compare notes, but it is interesting. 
Yeah, and the city, but then Springfield uh, said that there's something wrong about it. It kind of correlates with that. Um, it doesn't hurt to, I don't, I don't know, when maybe after our first search tomorrow, we can give them a call. Um, but bringing up such a very horrific incident, I don't want to um, disturb him. You know, it's a very heavy subject. Wonderful. I would like everyone to make a power roll. 19. Failure. Yeah. Pass. Pass. All right. As you drift in and out of sleep, Rooster, it's... You're in a desert. This desert is covered in snow and it's very cold. The ice is cracked and you're hearing the gurgling sounds of, a, of your drowning brother beneath mm. the ice. You're back there. Between the gurgles, he's asking why. Because I was stupid, dude. I was stupid. I was a kid. I didn't understand. She'll forgive you. I don't need anybody's forgiveness, dude. Sorry you're not here. Can you stand there? That's the dream you got. Uh, Nathaniel at some point you get up to maybe relieve yourself Claire is asleep and the windows are open the moon's shining down you're seeing some movement outside make a spot hit roll It's an extreme success. All right. So low and slow, close to the ground, three coyotes walk across the road. But beyond that, you see a figure. And with an extreme, I'll even let you know that this figure has the head of a bull. Looks like a cow skull. And he's pointing northward. He wears no clothes save for a loincloth, and he's just pointing. Pointing towards the north. How long does he remain there? Blink, and he's gone. No, oh, I know what I, I, I... I know what I saw that. That's from one of the drawings. Big Samuel. So fail. Okay, D four. Because it is from one of the drawings. Alright. That was four points that I lost there. So you're pretty shaken. The very fatalist 
thoughts are intruding upon your mind, that your choices are not yours, and everything is predestined. Nathaniel's pacing the room uh, by the window. Probably Clara wakes up, and he's murmuring to himself. Uh, it's from one of the drawings. Of, it was always going to be this way. It was... Every Clara comforts you. She puts her arm around you. Says, you got to get back to sleep, honey. You've got a long day tomorrow. Clara, he was—he was out there. You don't—you don't understand. He—he he was out there. He was in the drawing in Boston. And I don't see anything besides coyotes. No, every decision we've made—it—it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It led us to this. It was always going to lead us, lead us to this. Are you okay, honey? No. No, I'm not okay. They're playing with us. Who's they? The, the sisters. They're in Boston, and now they're here, and they got a hold of us, honey. They're, we're in it. Just, I think, just head back to bed, please. You'll be okay. You're surrounded by friends. I'm here. Nathaniel is going to try to get back to sleep, but he's just thinking all night about what, how he's going to tell this to his friends and how they're going to react to this. And you are up all night, and eventually the sun rises, and you're still awake. So it is the next morning. Continental breakfast is downstairs. Well, Nathaniel, we said we were going to so pick. Great. I didn't sleep at all. I, uh, I'm sure you're worried about Ellie. Well, we all are. It's a bit more than that, June. Uh, I woke up last night to get up to get a glass of water, and I saw something moving outside my window. I saw a few coyotes. Nothing out of the ordinary there. I mean, they live out here. Um, <clears throat> but as I was going to draw the blinds and get back to sleep, I saw something out of the corner of my eye and when my eyes adjusted to the darkness I it was from the drawing I saw a man standing he was uh, dressed in primitive like a loincloth uh, but he had the head of a bull and he was standing facing northward and pointing just pointing out there in the desert in the dark I blinked once and he was gone it's just like that kid, William, those drawings in the apartment building. There was one just like that. that that's my thoughts exactly. I'm still, oh geez. I didn't catch a wink after that. It's possible you just had that on your mind. I had a weird one too. Well, it's not so weird. I, it's the same dream I have a lot of lately. Except that the snow was in the desert instead of near you know, in Boston. That was the only real difference was the desert. Snow in the desert. I suppose that does happen once in a while. But... Say he was just wearing a loincloth. 
that wasn't in the drawing, nor was the figure in the drawing pointing. Yeah, I, I mean, again, this was the drawing of a child. He might not have captured some of the details or different behaviors uh, of this figure, but I know what I saw. He was out there. He, I, again, I'm not, I, what about the other drawings? I mean, if if that actually becomes a significant, what about the all of the cars underwater and flood and the? We've discussed the key. Cowboys and Indians. That's true. The key. I think the cowboys and Indians might be a part of it somehow. So Andy and I were reading the uh, the novel, and it it turned out it was it lined up with the outfitter's story of seeing a city out there with skyscrapers and um, this sort of like shared phenomenon these two parties are having I think it's more than a coincidence in my early reading of it do you think the guy at the sporting goods store could point on the map at least where his he and his group were camping originally I'd be curious to know if it's I think we should see him again, or or at least call him, call the store. You know, the outfitter, he said that this doll led him to safety. Mm. Well, it looks like it's a Kachina doll of protection of some sort. I don't know who it is. Do you reckon, again, it's maybe out of turn, um, I don't think it would hurt to ask. Do you think he would let us borrow that doll? I mean, you could ask, but I don't know that he'd be willing to part with it. Yeah, yeah he's he did mention never left his side. Maybe if there's we, a monetary uh, value, he'd. Uh, I mean, he'd you could part with it. You might be able to sell it to him, and like not sell it, like purchase, but like convince him because it's your daughter gone missing. You know, yeah. like that might pull his heartstrings a bit. I don't know. I mean, if, if we can identify which one it is, we could just get another one. It's true. They probably sell them at uh, tourist spots all over the place. Well, I, I I put a little bit more weight on something that actually is historically worked. You know, if we're going to the um, Palapai uh, reservation. I can probably show the picture that I took of it, and they'll know what it is instantly. You said it was Navajo, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they all kind of know, don't they, aren't they? It's worth a shot. There may be some shared mythology. If we can find a little place that's selling them, then they they would probably know. And speak of mythology, the man with the cow skull, I just wonder if there's something within the local folklore could be associated to have something like that. Well, they mean a cult role. Oh, okay. They certainly like to decorate with cow skulls a lot. All right. That is a regular success. Okay. So there's nothing really in Native American folklore that has cow skull headed men, but you begin to wonder and branch out to other mythologies and the minotaur definitely is someone with a cow head greek mythology oh there's 
Yeah, he relays there's one. Emperor, you didn't mention what Nick Care is. Uh, it sounds Greek. That's Greek. Oh. Uh, I feel like I'm, make, I'm making connections too soon, but... And you're, you're thinking, like, yeah. weren't the Gorgons also three sisters, now that you're wondering about Greek mythology? That's true. Medusa and her two sisters. And the Furies. Well, there's that all through history. There's three. Three Norns, the three... Yeah, Furies, the three. We're going back to threes again. <laughs> three fingers missing. Threes is everywhere. Yeah. Oh, wait, Nick, Nathan, didn't you say you saw three um, coyotes? That's right, Kurt. Three coyotes. I don't even know what the significance. I mean, I don't, even if we were to know that three is important, I don't, I don't know what it would do us. Did I read both of the novels or was that, was that a compilation of both of them? It was a compilation of both. Um, yeah. So I can go over the the finer points of this while while we're traveling, um, but the long and the short of it is that um, is that he had this experience being abandoned, uh, not abandoned. Uh, he had this experience losing his mother out in the desert, and um, there was an uninhabited city. So. Um, I, I don't know what it means to be on the lookout for that, but if we happen to see it. Yeah, there could be ghost towns, there could be old ruins. Um, like he said, there were skyscrapers, which is kind of what makes it a bit more confusing. Mirages can do really weird things. But it's a shared mirage. I thought we had agreed to stop trying to make everything make sense here. It's kind of hard. We know that this is all it's not coincidental anymore. I don't know. I can't. I can't help it because we. I, I, I'm guessing true that there is something bizarre and supernatural going on, but it could be all mixed up with things that aren't. Right, and and I, I we're, we're we're not in a completely hallucinatory reality. We we a lot of reality is staying the same. Um, it's just the question is where does the where does the supernatural begin and it's it's hard to say um when we go pick up our atvs let's talk to the uh let's I talk agree to the, the outfitter sure. again yeah okay so you can finish up your continental breakfast and head out of the hotel heading over to paul's outfitters okay i'll make a power roll success okay so as you're driving out along the streets you're looking out towards some of the mountains and you're reminded of the white mountains in new hampshire and that incident that happened where you lost your friend yeah and how it was entirely your fault so I'm going to grow rather long in the face and sullen and kind of retreat into my own thoughts as we make our way to the outfitter's store, just pondering how it could have been different if I were just... Yeah, and there's up. an intrusive thought. It's, it's a thought that she forgives you. 
Did you say he or she? She. She. Just completely alien. Does the thought feel uh, comforting or does it feel unwelcome? It's comforting. She forgives me. Yeah. She does. And you make your way to the outfitters. It's nice. It's open early for uh, you to pick up the rentals. And Paul Springfield's out there. He's sitting on a chair, smoking a cigarette. Gives you a friendly wave. Mm. You guys wanted to ask him something. Oh, um, uh, Mr. Springfield, I'm wondering if you can elaborate more on the on the city. Uh, how it looks because um, my friend Kurt and I have been doing some reading and mentioned also a city of some sort, almost like a mirage. I'm wondering if you can tell us where where you saw it. Oh, you pointed us to a map. I know it's many Here's years the thing. ago. I was I was wandering out in the that sign desert, and I didn't know where I was. What about where you and your friends had camped? The last place that you may have known where you were. Well, that, that was in 1969. Uh, GPS wasn't really out then, but like I said, it was lost like a headless chicken. Uh, and then I saw it. I saw this hazy city with skyscrapers. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I, I, can I show you this passage here? Um, I, it is your experience to a T, and I just when I read it, I was so baffled that it that there were similarities. Oh yeah, huh? That is strange. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, uh, thank wow. you for helping um, as much as you could, and uh, thank you for the ATVs. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Are you um so so you're just out there to have a good time? No, no, we're looking for the uh our, our friend here Nathan. He he Oh jeez. Yeah. Um Paul I'm uh, Nathaniel Pickering. Uh, well, nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too, sir. My my daughter I'm Sorry Alex. to hear about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um we're doing our best. We're going to look for. I hope that we find her. Um, my friends told me that when they visited you yesterday, that you told them the story that uh, this doll of yours helped you find your way back home, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, it did. It's my good luck charm. Sure, sure. Um, kind of in the middle of a very tough time here, and sort of at a loss. Um, not too much of a superstitious man, but I was wondering if you could tell us maybe where you got that doll, or maybe oh. uh, if it could help me find my daughter. Uh, do you think we could borrow it? You can give me a charm or a persuade with a bonus die. Okay. Oh, oh geez, mister. Uh, I, I found it out in the desert. Swear on my, uh, swear on my mother. 
All right, uh, with the bonus die, a 95 turned into a 0 5. Well, um, nice. So that's an extreme. All right. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd hate to lose that little guy, whatever his name is, but you look like you're going to need it. And he just hands it to you. Uh, consider it on top of the ATV rental. So, yes. Don't lose it. I, Hand I, it back I whenever you're done. Thank you very much, sir. I. He unlocks it, the case um, and places it into your palm. Makes me feel a little bit better. Give me an idea roll. What's that based on? Uh, intelligence. Okay, uh, in that case, it's... Uh, no, that, that was not a success. Okay, nothing then. But yes, you have the Kachina doll. What idea? I think we should head ask. out. Not waste any more time, you know? Let's get out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I would even say that as you head northward, you're heading right to the GPS location. Yeah. 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 So this is, this is what happens. You see a sign you know, heading into the desert itself proper, and then another sign to Peach Springs, which, where the reservation is, and you're driving northward. And on the side of the road, there is a man making a bonfire next to an eagle formation, uh, like a, a rock that looks, a rock formation that looks like an eagle. And he's fanning it like a blanket. He looks like he is Mexican. He's very, very tanned. Older guy. What that's all about. Is there some is there some role I could make to see if I could figure out if there's a significance to what he's doing? He's making a fire. So we're just he's just yeah. there, we're just gonna pass him by. Yeah, if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, am I in a soul vehicle? We're all in soul vehicles by ourselves. I would say so. Uh, I, I would like to stop and just just uh, say, hey, do you know anything about the uh, the missing uh, group? Um, he says hello, but and I want to know who drove past. Probably just drove past. Yeah. Well, I probably would have stopped just to ask for directions. Uh, we're looking for this trailhead. Um, okay. I would have stopped only because he, Andy, feels like he has some significance being there. Okay. So those of you who stop, he speaks entirely in Spanish, uh, but he's very friendly. He says hello. You understand Spanish, right, uh, Nathaniel? Yeah, Nathaniel can speak. Yeah. Um, he asks for a cigarette. I don't know if Nathaniel would have one. He's got some pipe tobacco. Um, 
if he's got papers, he could roll it into a smoke. Yeah, that would work. Uh, he takes it, lights a stick from the fire, puts it up for the cigarette, and just and starts to enjoy the smoke. And he, he thanks you graciously. You're welcome, sir. I have a map that I produce uh, after introducing myself and engaging mm-hmm. pleasantries. Um, so we're looking for this trailhead here. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be speaking in Spanish. And are those marked with uh, the GPS coordinates and their names? Uh, this is a paper map. Oh, okay. Um, we're looking for this uh, trailhead here. Are we close by? He he nods and he points to the north. Sure. Gives uh, you a thumbs up. What can you tell me about this area? There seems to be a lot of people seem to go missing here quite a bit. Um, is there something that we should know? He nods and he says he doesn't know much about the area. Uh, he just enjoys the desert. Continues sure. to smoke the cigarette. So you don't know why they would call this the desert of size? Oh, he then explains to you that the desert of size is called that because that's what you hear because the wind flows through the rocks. Makes sense. Do you go there often? Shakes his head. Okay. Well, um, uh... If you see four teenage, college-age kids, um, would you please alert the authorities? We're looking for them. He nods. Yes, of course. And thank you for the cigarette. Sure. Um, Before I go, uh, what are you building this fire for? Um, He says that he is building the fire because he enjoys it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And he's just going to sit down next to it and continue to smoke a cigarette. Well, uh, Kurt, Andy. Uh, oh, I didn't even understand a word of that. So. Did you I mean, I, I speak Italian, not Spanish. <laughs> sure. Oh. Uh, no, I just asked him for some directions to the trailhead. Um, I asked him why it was called the Desert of Size. And he says it's because of a, a phenomenon where when the wind blows through the rocks, that's exactly what it sounds like, size. And uh, he's just here enjoying this fire. It's warmth and comfort. It's all. Okay. So June and I come driving back. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I got. Uh, I don't know. When 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 there was a Mexican man standing next to the desert of size, I thought it was the novel. Uh, in the novel, his uh, Enrique's mother married married a Mexican man. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm making truly wild connections here. That yeah, this this used to be all their territory. We stole it from them. So. Right. <laughs> Actually, uh, Nathaniel, I wonder if you can relay that to him, if he's familiar with what is said in the novel about 
and read. All right, you do so. He just doesn't. <laughs> well, he's just enjoying the he's fire. Not much help. Yeah. Okay. Well, is it hot out? Is he enjoying the fire and it's already hot? August, of course it's hot. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. So, did you get anything out of him for why he's burning himself here? He, no, he just said that he enjoys the fire. Uh, actually, I'm going to ask him, like, hey, that rock over there looks kind of like an eagle, don't you think? Yeah, and he says back to you, golden eagle. Golden eagle, yeah. That's, um, that's what I thought myself, just big old eagle. Yeah, and then you remembered you saw one in Boston. Yeah. Make a sand roll, please. Zero one. Oh my god, that's a 99. Jesus. I got a 93. It's just one. Did Kurt see that? <laughs> Did Kurt? Nah, I think Kurt's exempt. Yeah, I, I passed my sanity roll. And then zero. All right, are you going to do anything else? Or are you going to enjoy the fire too? No, uh, it's... No, no, it's just going to go. Looking All right. Then we'll cut there as you head northward into the sign desert. Okay. Our players included Holly Buto, Chase Kapner, Dan DePaulis, uh, Nell Hipple, and myself with Alex Sun as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Google role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.